0: This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Jones Financial Talk with your host,
1: Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. My name is Nick Jones from Jones and Associates Premier Financial Solutions. If you'd like more information about what you're going to hear during our show today, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com and while at our website, please click on the radio page. You'll be able to check out some past shows, and don't hesitate to reach out to us callers with any questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, after weeks of news stories and political back and forth, the American Rescue Plan has been signed into law by President Biden. The act has a broad reach in terms of who may benefit, and its ultimate objective is to grease the wheels a bit of the economy, as we slowly lurch back from life after more than a year of COVID-19 restrictions. The $1.9 trillion plan earmarks about $1,400 for qualifying Americans, and that's gotten the lion's share of the attention. But once you begin peeling back the layers a bit, you're gonna find that there's many elements in this bill that affect many people. But let's take a step back from the American Rescue Plan for just a moment to allow me to introduce my excellent co-host, Tony Shore. How are you doing today, my friend? <laughs> wow. Well, with an
0: introduction like that, holy cow, That's a, that was quite the introduction. I love it. Great to be here again with you, Nick, and I'm glad you're on the show today. Always great to hear from you. We're going to have a good one today. Sounds like we're going to dig into what that last stimulus package, this latest uh, $2 trillion stimulus package is all about. And there's a lot in there that people don't realize that can help them, uh, you know, maybe with their taxes and things. Uh, And of course, you know, there's a lot of implications. Uh, Future tax increases are probably on the horizon, too. So there's positives and negatives to this thing. And I'm glad you brought it up because this should be a good one. First of all, I've had a great week, by the way. And I just have one question for you.
2: How's it going down there in financial services? There you go. And My
0: week Matthew has been great Curry. as well.
1: I love that. I love that.
0: <laughs> so, you've been really busy, haven't you? Me, I have. Meeting with clients and you guys at Jones and Associates, uh, you and Hurstel and the gang there, you guys, uh, I know you keep really busy, don't
1: you? We are rocking and rolling. Things yeah. have been great. That's
0: good. That's good. And you've been meeting with people. And I know you like to hear from our listeners, and they can give you a call at any time if they have questions or maybe a topic they want us to discuss on the show or want to set up that no cost, no obligation consultation with you. So, you know, I am fired up about our topic today. I'm sure a healthy number of our listeners have been following uh, this stimulus bill closely. But truth be told, it's huge. It's long. It's detailed. So I think rolling up our sleeves and digging into some of the acts highlights is going to be great. How do you want to get us started on that today?
1: There is a lot to talk about for sure, Tony. And um, I'd like to start with uh, a very recent Investopedia article titled The American Rescue Plan um, as kind of our guide today, if that's all right with you. And, yeah, definitely. Okay, good, good. And, um, you know, the article begins by breaking down the act a bit. Um, remember, this is the third stimulus act to make its way through Congress. As you probably recall, the uh, The first bill was a $2 trillion, and the second was for $900 billion. So you don't need to be a math whiz, right, to figure out that this is a lot of stimulus that's going through the economy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, drastic times call for drastic measures, and, um, and it's good. Um, in addition to the direct payments, uh, the, the act currently here, uh, you know, includes extended unemployment payments. It uh, continues uh, eviction and foreclosure moratoriums, and it also bumps up the child tax credit while also making it fully refundable, which is nice. And finally, the act also supplies money to state and local governments to help cover lost tax revenue. Uh, It sends money to schools to begin safely opening, which is going to be nice, and uh, also helps in COVID-19 testing and vaccination delivery.
0: Wow. Well, that's a lot. Uh, That's a lot of great information, Nick. And I'm guessing a fair number of our listeners today are either parents or grandparents. So the news of money to help schools reopen is huge. That's more than welcome. And I'm also struck uh, by the fact you mentioned there's aid in there to state and local governments because it seems likely that without it, a lot of Americans might have been looking at bigger local tax hikes or cuts to government services or local government services, at least, uh, that make our towns and cities tick. Uh, So that's really important to note. So uh, let's break it down. Tell us more about the direct payments. I think most people have probably already received theirs if they're going to get it. Uh, but tell us about that.
1: Sure thing, Tony. Um, The Act provides $1,400 payments to single people making $75,000 or less annually, and that figure builds on $600 in the second stimulus to arrive at the $2,000 payments that were originally proposed. Now, couples with an adjusted gross income of $150,000 or less will receive the full stimulus amount, and additionally, uh, their dependents also qualify for payments. So it's important to note that payments to individuals begin to shrink for an income higher than 75000 and they completely vanish at 80000 And the same is for couples, except for those numbers obviously are uh, 160000 where they vanish.
0: Okay. Well, I think it's a safe bet that a lot of people already understand those direct payments just because of the media attention they received, and uh, hopefully they've already received their stimulus Uh, For individuals, it's the $1,400. Uh, But what can you tell us about unemployment benefits?
1: That's a very important part of of the bill as well, Tony. And um, the the American Rescue Plan pushes unemployment benefits of $300 a week through basically the end of September of this year, okay? Um, And also makes the first $10,200 of unemployment benefits tax-free for families as long as they make less than $150,000 a year. And additionally, if you had taxes withheld from your 2020 unemployment benefits, you'd be able to get that money back when you file your 2020 taxes, which is nice. Um, And if you've already filed, don't worry about that. You can always uh, amend your tax return.
0: Wow. Well, does the act do anything in regards to COBRA then? Uh, I know that's certainly an area of concern for many people, those unemployed health care benefits.
1: Definitely. Insurance is so important, especially during times like this. And um, there is some good news on that front, Tony. Um, It includes a 100% subsidy of COBRA health insurance premiums. So the unemployed can can stay on their employer plan uh, through the end of September as well. And another critical element of, of the plan is an extension of eviction and foreclosure moratoriums like we discussed before. Uh, specifically, the legislation provides $30 billion in emergency rental assistance and another $10 billion in mortgage assistance.
0: And I, I've heard it also addresses food assistance. Uh, what details can you give us on that?
1: Yes, yes, it does. Um, it actually includes about $510 million for FEMA's emergency food and shelter program, which will be used to offer overnight shelter, uh, meals, and a month's, a month's rent or mortgage assistance, uh, and also a month's worth of utility payments. Um, and it also provides uh, additional emergency nutrition assistance to folks that are on food stamps, including a 15% jump in benefits That will now last through the end of September, rather than the original expiration of June 30th. Uh, And then further, the legislation also provides $5 billion to the Pandemic EBT program, which supplies school children with emergency nutritional benefits. And then lastly, the money will also provide about $800 million in funding to the WIC program for low-income women and infants.
0: Wow. That's a lot of numbers. I mean, I'm sure it represents a grateful segment of people out there, uh, but you can see how it adds up. At first, you know, it's impossible to wrap your head around $1.9 trillion, uh, but you're throwing out a lot of big numbers. $5 billion here, $800 million there. there. Uh, I guess that adds up. Uh, and this has been a great show, uh, show so far today. Uh, Nick, do you have anything else for us before we take a quick break here?
1: Lots of numbers for sure, Tony, but all very, very important. Um, Yes, I do. I'd like to urge our listeners to visit our website, jonesfinancialtalk.com, or call our office at 541-773-9567 to discuss how our team might be able to help answer your questions and concerns about your path to retirement. It's our goal here at Jones & Associates to help you prepare for your retirement that you've worked so hard for
0: all right thanks nick and listeners we're going to be right back with more conversation about what the american rescue plan may mean for you here on jones financial talk right after this
2: hi i'm herstel jones with markets in turmoil and many businesses suffering this may be the right time to ensure you have a solid financial strategy that can help prepare you for future volatility Give us a call at Jones & Associates to set up a complimentary phone or virtual meeting to discuss your strategy and goals. Call 541-773-9567. Again, that's 541-773-9567.
0: Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions is a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our host, Nick Jones of the Jones Brothers. I didn't say Jonas Brothers, you notice. (laughs) I said it's not Nick Jonas. It's Nick Jones. Uh, But uh, Nick Jones, uh, also very popular. Uh, very popular guy. Well, thank you for that, Uh, Tony. Yes, yes. You're a very talented fellow as well. (laughs) And now during the show today, you've been taking a look at the recently passed uh, stimulus package. They call it the American Rescue Plan in an effort to whittle down some of its complexities to help us get a better sense of uh, which parts might apply to us or to someone's financial strategy. And I think you hit on some real high points in the first segment. I also know there's a lot of critical information here left to talk about. So what do you have for us
1: next? Well, yes, we do, Tony. Thank you very much. The uh, Investopedia article that we talked about in the first segment, the American Rescue Plan, next addresses the expanded child tax credit. Now, clearly, if you have kids on your own, this is a really, really big deal. Um, The legislation provides $3,000 in yearly payments for each child that's between the ages of 6 and 17 and $3,600 for each child under the age of 6 for couples who make $150,000 or less and for single parents who make $112,000 or less annually. Now, these payments would be delivered through direct deposit each month. And so if you have one child that's under six, you're going to receive about $300 per month. And if you have a child between the ages of six and 17, you'll get about $250 per month.
0: Wow. Uh, For a lot of families, that extra bit of money each month is really going to help. I mean, especially if you have kids, I mean, buy groceries, sneakers, jeans, all the other things kids need. Now, does the legislation do anything for college students?
1: Well, unfortunately, uh, it does not. Um, It's not nearly as good when it comes to college. Um, The plan doesn't directly include any student loan forgiveness, but it does contain a provision that any student loan forgiveness legislation that's passed between the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2026 will be tax-free. And remember that loan forgiveness typically is taxable. So, Let's stick to the education theme a bit longer, but go back to benefits for younger students if that's okay. Um, the American Rescue Plan provides $130 billion for K-12 education. And specifically, that money is earmarked to reduce class sizes, improve ventilation, purchase personal protective equipment, and to fund additional steps that will help schools reopen again.
0: Ah, uh, Every time you talk about schools reopening, I hear an audible sigh of relief from some of the parents out there listening right now.
1: Myself as well.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to be a big one.
1: You know, Tony, I probably should have also mentioned that the plan provides $40 billion for colleges and universities to supply emergency financial aid grants to students, and an additional $40 billion will find its way to child care providers via the Child Care and Development Block Grant Program. And lastly, the plan includes another billion dollars to the Head Start program.
0: Wow. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot of great information. And I think we're all hoping this money will help to get students back into schools for real in-person learning across the board. Uh, What does the legislation, though, do for businesses? I know that uh, you work with a lot of business owners, small business owners. Uh, What's in here to help them?
1: Well, you know, that, that's a great question, and it's very dear to my heart because this, the, the next program and part of the bill actually is for restaurants and bars uh, that dictate as much as $25 billion in pandemic assistance grants, which is great. And specifically, they can funnel as much as $10 million per company with a cap of $5 million per physical location that can be used to handle things like payroll, rent, utilities, and other expenses. And the Payroll Protection Program will also receive an additional $7.25 billion. And nonprofits will now be permitted to apply for forgivable loans to help them meet their payroll and other operating expenses that they have.
0: Wow. Okay. So there is some help in there for some of the businesses that have been affected by this. I think that's great. Uh, The next thing I'm really curious about is how some of the money will be used to address the pandemic itself Through vaccinations and testing.
1: Yeah, although it might seem like a small number when you think about 1.9 trillion, um, roughly 50 billion of the money is going to go to cover additional COVID-19 testing and contact tracing. Um, 19 billion will be dedicated to increasing the size of the public health workforce and about 16 billion is going to help cover vaccine distribution and supply chains.
0: Wow, that's great news. Uh, Personally, I've read articles about the growing concern local governments and school districts are having meeting their obligations in a time of smaller revenue Uh, after the year we had in 2020. Does the legislation do anything to address those concerns?
1: Yeah, the revenue declines are really um, a big worry, uh, in my my opinion. In fact, um, the article highlights that a Washington Post study found that 26 states saw revenue declines during the pandemic or or from December of 2019 to, to 2020. And the plan uh, contains about $350 billion in aids to states, cities, and tribal governments uh, designed to kind of fill that gap that's left behind from all that lost tax revenue.
0: Wow. Well, and, and as I've been following the news coverage about this, Nick, uh, potentially increasing the minimum wage to $15 an hour was a heated debate topic that they were going to try to make a part of it. Did anything come from that debate?
1: You know, the um, the minimum wage increase did not make its way into legislation this time, but there seems to be a lot of interest on both sides of the aisle for increasing the minimum wage in some respect. So I think this topic is is definitely going to heat back up pretty soon. Okay.
0: Well, and in the arrival of the vaccines, and now the passage of this latest stimulus package, it has people feeling a bit more optimistic that a return to normal life may not be too far off. Uh, so I, I guess that's a good thing. If we can, uh, <laughs> I wish we could hurry it along. Um, <laughs> our our time is almost up for this segment. We do have to take another quick break. But Nick, what do you have for us uh, before we go? Why don't you let our listeners know. How they can get a hold of you before we take this break.
1: Well, thank you very much, Tony. That's great. Uh, we will be right back here shortly, listeners. But if you'd like to talk to us at all, please give us a call at 541 773 9567.
0: All right. Thanks, Nick. Listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones, after this.
2: Congress just passed major retirement law changes and it could impact your retirement income or the legacy you hope to leave to your beneficiaries. Contact Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions at jonesfinancialtalk.com or by calling 541-773-9567 to explore the impact. The law took effect on January 1st, so don't delay.
0: Jones & Associates, Premier Financial Solutions, is a registered investment advisor
1: in the state of Oregon.
0: And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our host. The man with the plan is Nick Jones. And Nick, during the show today, you've been talking about the recently passed stimulus package. It's called the American Rescue Plan, and there's so many details and numbers and nuances and tax implications for our listeners out there and their families, as well as businesses and communities. How do you want to get this final segment started?
1: Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, Tony. And, um, you know, after talking about the American Rescue Plan, I thought that we'd kind of shift our focus in, in this last segment and talk about budgeting steps that our listeners would maybe want to consider, you know, as, as society and the economy kind of slowly returns to, to what we would hope would be a normal life going forward. Um, and so in a recent article that I read, How to Create a Budget for a Post-COVID World, um, there are some very, very useful uh, and, and user-friendly uh, tips that I'd like to review. All right,
0: yeah, that sounds like a plan. What do you have for us first?
1: Well, the first step is to build a post-pandemic budget. Um, that's very, very important. Uh, during the most uh, intense months that we had, many Americans weathered a lot of economic up to, ups and downs with fluctuating income, and some got stimulus payments, others did not. Um, you know, and, and some even lost their entire income that they were used to. And so, you know, as uh, vaccination delivery continues and, and gets better and better, uh, it's time to to kind of sharpen our trusty number two pencil and get that budget working again, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> and the old uh, get the old Ticonderoga number two pencil out <laughs> and get it sharpened. I think an updated budget is really illuminating for people and and it's important. People don't like to hear it. We call it the B word. It's a dirty word budget. But I think it could reveal some spending patterns uh, that were exclusive to pandemic-related restrictions. For example, you know, your trips to the gas station were slashed dramatically, uh, but your streaming services uh, probably increased the monthly cost for those. But, you know, if you're, once you head back into the office, you're going to be pumping gas regularly again. So you have to factor that in,
1: don't you? That's exactly right. And uh, even here locally, Tony, I've I know mo- many of our listeners would agree that we've seen gas prices increased almost a dollar a gallon. So definitely, definitely uh, need to address all of your essential, essential expenses when we think about a budget uh, going forward. And probably most importantly for families, um, that likely includes things like rent and mortgage payments, insurance, groceries, utilities, uh, transportation, as we talked about, child care, savings contributions, and even, even debt payments that it better do. And if the pandemic has you thinking about a comprehensive budget for the first time, don't forget to check out apps like Mint or You Need a Budget and many others that may help you uh, w- with the process for the first time.
0: Well, yeah, I think that's a really important fact. I was just thinking my wife and I use the You Need a Budget app. Uh, it works really well. <laughs> and I think having a budgeting app right on your phone uh, is a great way to track your progress. What do you have for us next?
1: Well, the, the article uh, also emphasizes the importance of identifying easily overlooked expenses. For example, uh, we, we've seen food prices rise during the pandemic because we're at home and buying more groceries, you know, and some of those prices uh, are likely to to remain in, in effect. Um, and so if you have a fixed monthly food budget, you're probably going to need to bump that number up a little bit. And, um, you know, many, many people have benefited from student loan deferments during the pandemic, for instance. Now, having that monthly payment temporarily off the books probably let you make some adjustments somewhere else. But, um, you know, the government's decision to defer payments, um, that's one, one thing you should really think about. I mean, you can actually still make payments right now to reduce the principal of those loans without having to have any interest that accumulates.
0: Wow. See, that's great advice right there. And, uh, get those student debts paid down and don't worry about the interest right now if you keep paying on them. Uh, along those same lines what does the article say about child care expenses both pre and post pandemic?
1: yeah this one's going to be a big a big topic for a lot of families because um, you know they had more cash in their pocket um, because many child care programs were temporarily shut down and they weren't paying for them right and so um, you know at the same time because of increased operating costs, and reduce capacities. That's going to come with pandemic. Many childcare facilities may either never reopen again, or could be even more expensive than they were before. Yeah. And so, um, if you have young kids, uh, you're really going to want to do your homework with this one, and um, and think about what the best decisions are for you and your family.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. I mean, during the pandemic, I read several articles in which people noted they were adjusting how they were saving for retirement. I think that's a big thing to address in an updated budget to deal with this post-pandemic world, right?
1: Well, yes, and obviously as a financial advisor this is a pretty uh, topic that's pretty close to my heart. Um, You know, if if you reduced your uh, your saving for retirement to provide more monthly cash uh, or even eliminated saving for retirement completely, getting back on track is going to be one of the new budget's most essential elements in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and make sure you're saving enough for retirement. That's one of the best reasons to meet with somebody like yourself.
1: That's exactly right, Tony. That's a great point. And, uh, you know, working with a good financial services professional can help ease a lot of the uh, economic anxiety that you might be feeling right now coming out of the pandemic. Um, another good step is to identify new savings opportunities that make you feel better about your economic future. And uh, a good example of that would be, you know, w- when you're staying in at night, you um, you might have increased your entertainment budget for things like TV and, and music streaming services. And as uh, society begins to to reopen its doors, um, take, a, take a look and think, do you need all these services? I mean, cutting them back will uh, keep more money in your pocket each month.
0: Yeah. And it all adds up. And I think we probably all made financial choices during COVID-19 during the past year that we wouldn't have normally made. But when you're faced with the kind of global pandemic that we really haven't seen, you have to do what you have to do,
1: right? Oh, definitely. I mean, everybody has been in the same boat, you know, and um, yep. um, it's been it's been difficult for everyone. But uh, another potential way to save some money post-pandemic is to make your temporary remote working situation permanent. Um, I mean, many of us had the opportunity to start working from home. And, um, as a result of that, you know, there's, there's costs that, that go down. There's no commuting costs. And, um, um, you, you know, you may even be able to move to a, a, a less expensive area than you were living in before. And so maybe it would be a good time for you to have a conversation with your boss about making that, uh, you know, remote working more of a, a permanent situation.
0: Yeah. Well, and this has been a great show today, but unfortunately, we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to add, Nick, before we have to go?
1: Well, you know, we, we have covered a lot in this uh, episode, Tony, and um, I appreciate uh, you helping me, uh, you know, get through all of the different details. There's been tons of them, but, you know, uh, definitely um, I'd encourage uh, our, our listeners to visit our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com or once again, give us a call at our office at 541 541- to discuss how my team might be able to help answer any questions or concerns you have on any topics uh, that we've discussed today or uh, retirement in general going forward.
0: All right. I think that's great, Nick. And that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones and Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones and Associates Premier Insurance Solutions. Jones and Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones and Associates Premier Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones and Jones and Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented